Welcome to our weekly classified Grayman Intelligence audio brief. Over the next few minutes, Wesley from Super SE is going to share with you the most important survival intelligence stories that have occurred over the past week from the Grayman briefing. This timely and concise reporting will help you to stay sharp and be well ahead of the knowledge curve so that you can be better prepared for what's coming down the road. All right, Wes, take it away. All right, thanks, David. So we'll get right into the brief. From the Gray Man Briefing, this is a weekly recap of news and developments for your situational awareness, as always, with the bottom line up front. The following briefing covers the period of time from November 30th until December 6th. All right, let's start with our economic briefing. The housing market is expected to see reduced values among houses that are for sale. While prices are actually up about 35% from 2020, they've dropped 7% since their peak earlier this year in June. The volume of sales has decreased by about 24% from 2021, and if you're going back to 2019, they've dropped about 36%. The Federal Reserve continues to increase those interest rates. Back in 21, they were about 3%. Now the interest rates are more than 6%. Um, this is going to affect the lower middle class as these homeowners are less likely to sell as they'd forfeit that, that lower interest rate that they had previously. There's debate on what's actually going to happen. Some analysts expect the house values are going to continue to drop about 20% by November of 2023, while others have projected a 4% increase in values uh, going into 2023. So there's a new jobs report out, but first looking at some data from about a week ago, there's currently one unemployed U.S. citizen for every 1.9 jobs available. To help fill these positions during the continued labor shortage, companies have actually begun reducing the educational requirements for their applicants. In 2019, about 46% of employers required a higher education, such as a bachelor's degree. Now, in 2022, that's reduced to only 41%. The U.S. Labor Department reported an increase in payrolls. This is those jobs added showing about 263,000 jobs were added. It was only expected to be 200,000. Sounds good. Hourly wages have also increased 5.1% annually, when that was expected to be 4.6%. So both payrolls and wages exceeded their projections. The unemployment rate came in at 3.7%, so that's no change from the previous month, and only about 0.2% higher than in February of 2020. So like I said, it sounds good, but the report indicates that the job market is growing at rates the Federal Reserve does not want to see. The hot market signals the Fed will again increase interest rates to help cool the market and reduce inflation by um, making borrower, borrowers have to pay more, making those costs rise. Analysts project that additional interest rate hikes will push the country into a recession. Meanwhile, the IRS is looking for new methods to collect financial information on citizens. PayPal, cash or Cash App, Zelle, and Venmo must now report transactions over $600. This comes after the IRS uh, made a new kind of PSA on their website. The announcement on the IRS's website at irs.gov, um, air link's actually on the briefing, you can go directly to it. But the announcement um, reminds taxpayers of the new tax laws under the Biden administration's American Rescue Plan of 2021. 
The message advised that now, this is a quote, now a single transaction exceeding $600 can trigger a 1099K and thus require citizens with part-time work, side jobs, and gig work like DoorDash and Uber to report their minor earnings. The message also included a note warning that, quote, refunds may be smaller in 2023. We noticed that Zelle, one of those uh, financial apps like Cash App or PayPal, they made a statement saying they're basically not going to comply and they say that they don't fall under um, the new the new rules under the the uh, IRS's new tax law. Basically they say it's a loophole that exists that if the payment transaction is not for goods and services it doesn't have to be reported so they're saying that theirs are just personal financial transactions unless otherwise noted so I think Zelle's trying to find a way around this and not report their users information to the IRS. So moving on into the supply chain briefing, let's talk about chicken and turkey. The culling of birds due to outbreak has added record high prices and record low production. The U.S. Department of Agriculture reported that 52.3 million birds, this is mainly chickens and turkeys in 46 states have been culled due to an outbreak of the bird flu or HPAI this year alone. The Nebraska Department of Agriculture has just ordered another culling of 1.8 million chickens to be slaughtered. So cold storage supply of both turkey and chicken and chicken eggs are all below 2020 levels and prices for each has surpassed their record highs. Overall, chicken prices are up about 105% from last year, and turkeys up about 73%. And moving across the pond in the Netherlands, the Dutch government has announced plans to purchase 3,000 farms in order to close them down and stop production in order to meet a climate change goal intended to reduce nitrogen emissions by half by 2030. This comes after, over the last few months, 20,000 plus farmers have been protesting against these climate change agendas. Um, You've probably seen videos of tractors blocking interstates and stuff like that. So if farmers don't comply and sell their land, it'll become compulsory and they'll have to take the cost, the price that the government gives them to take control of their property and shut down their farms. All right, moving into our crime brief, let's talk about retail theft. So organized retail crime and shoplifting cost about $127 billion annually. It also relates to a loss of 658,000 jobs or adds about a half percent increase to our unemployment. The loss of such goods is called shrinkage and the shrinkage has increased about 26% from 2020 to 2021. 88% of retailers said that they saw an increase in thefts during the pandemic. This is primarily due to soft on crime policies Um, bail reform and of course masking which has allowed uh, anonymity to these suspects who can go into a store steal stuff and not have to worry about being identified and caught later Target reported a 400 million dollar loss in profits in 2022 due to this incremental shortage Target further expects it to by the end of the year end up being about 600 million in loss for the full year a Rite Aid the pharmacy one Rite Aid in New York City said they lost $200,000 due to stolen goods in just a two-month period this month, or I'm sorry, this year. One store in Portland, Oregon said that they had 15 B&Es just, just this year alone. 
and basically said that due to quote unrelenting number of larcenies and vandalism and senseless cr crime they've closed down so they've literally shut down their whole store and have no intent to continue business separately the philadelphia city council has approved a measure to enact a 10 p.m curfew for those under the age of 18. they've also set up uh, curfew centers that will be open until 2 a.m to give these children a place to go when their parents can't be located after that the kids will be held at the at various police districts across philadelphia police have pushed back against the measure you know it adds more effort more time um, more responsibility to them to manage and enforce and they've argued that they can't just stop someone because they think they look 16 years old when they actually could be 19. Uh, they don't have the the reasonable suspicion or even general suspicion to stop someone and identify their age to determine hey do i need to detain this person and bring them back to their parents or not so uh, police are pushing back on the measure uh, of installing an earlier curfew and while we're talking about police the california passage of uh, assembly bill 481 started requiring police to create a policy on how they would use military equipment so you may have heard, seen this headline the san francisco police department's policy has been approved by their city council and this is the one about using robots to kill people it provides an allowance in rare circumstances for police to operate a human-controlled robot to deploy, quote, deadly force as an option to, quote, breach fortified structures or incapacitate a suspect when the risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and outweighs any other option. So we're not talking about police using a robot to go in and just kill people. All the same laws apply. It's the same thing, like, when police are allowed to kill someone else, you know, when their life or someone else is in danger. So stuff you're seeing about police in San Francisco are now going to send robots out to kill people. It's no, no, nothing's really changing. They're just, they're creating a policy for it. The robots are going to be controlled by an actual human. And if you recall, the first time anything like this was done was back in 2016 when uh, the Dallas Police Department made history by becoming the first agency to use an explosive device attached to a bomb disposal robot to kill that mass murderer who had barricaded himself in a building after shooting and killing five police officers and injuring seven other people. All right, so let's start a new topic here. Let's talk about Twitter. So Elon Musk is still doing his thing. Um, he's continuing to anger the left and far left and also in some cases those on the opposite side of the political spectrum uh, you may have saw that he had suspended kanye west after he posted um, some pictures nazi related pictures and some have said that you know that's free speech to post that whether you hate it or not you know they're, they're saying it's free speech so you've got some on that right or alt-right side that is against elon you know halting that speech but you may have also seen a couple of days ago, Elon, along with a reporter, uh, posted a whole thread of evidence about how Twitter had colluded with, the, with quote, the Biden team and the DNC, which it looks like there's going to be a continued dump of data and files by Elon Musk about how, how Twitter met with those, at least on the Biden campaign. Um, so far, we haven't seen anything about the Biden administration other than just, you know, all the weekly 
meetings with like DHS leading up to the 2022 midterms in, in 2020. But a lot of info is being dropped there about that collusion. There was also a little tiff there where Elon had suggested that um, Apple had contacted Twitter and was threatening to remove them from the App Store for, you know, their their basically lack of blocking free speech, um, which kind of caused a little bit more attention to what Apple was doing over in China during China's protest against the zero COVID policy. Um, even the governor of Florida addressed it, saying that Apple is a, quote, vassal of the CCP. If you hadn't heard, basically Apple was blocking AirDrop from operating, and AirDrop is how a lot of these protesters in China were able to communicate and share images of the brutality going on over there and make plans and everything. So basically Apple was doing what the Chinese Communist Party wanted, and they're continuing to be able to do that without any repercussions or you know any negative statements from the US government. So moving from Apple to Google, the International Fact-Checking Network, which is that network that funds 135 fact-checking organizations, they just got a $12 million funding from Google. The network said that, quote, the world needs fact-checking more than ever before. This partnership with Google and YouTube infuses financial support to global fact-checkers and is a step in the right direction. So Google said the money will help to, quote, scale existing operations or launch new ones that elevate information, uplift credible sources, and reduce the harm of mis- and disinformation around the globe. So among these 135 organizations under the uh, International Fact-Checking Network are the same fact-checkers who said that President Obama's false claim that Obamacare wouldn't cause citizens to lose their current coverage. They're the ones who fact-checked that and said that Obama's statement was true. They're also the ones that said the Hunter Biden laptop story was hacked material and false and who fact-checked anyone online who talked about the treatment options or origins of COVID-19. So on the topic of COVID-19, a new CDC data dump shows that 62% of COVID-19 deaths were attributed to vaccinated or boosted persons meaning that the vaccinated now makes up the majority of COVID deaths, uh, hospitalizations, ICU admissions, and deaths, which I already said deaths, so there you go. So earlier we mentioned the IRS's announcement about how they're going to be collecting 1099s on those making or making transactions of $600 or more. Uh, so speaking of audits, the audit of the Department of Defense uh, has just come back and basically they audited with about 1,600 different people, uh, including the comptroller and the OIG, and auditing at different about 600 different locations. They looked at $7.2 trillion in assets and liabilities. And just looking at the assets, uh, they found that the DOD could not account for $2.1 trillion of their assets. It's about 61% of their assets that they could not account for. Um, and these audits have been going on since 2018 and they've failed every audit so far all right so as usual we will end with our civil unrest brief and this will also segue into probably the most talked about prepping topic and event of the year so first of all let's start in new york city there were multiple antifa affiliates that were arrested after they were protesting at new york city for abortion rally um, this after they began assaulting counter protesters 
in Omaha, Nebraska, a letter was left on the door of St. St. John Paul II Newman Center, I believe it was the second, St. John Paul Newman Center. Um, this is also the same area that houses University of Nebraska Omaha students. So the letter, which was signed uh, as being written by James Revenge, the pro-choice group, pro-choice activist group, basically the letter threatened a mass shooting and it said that they have new AR-14 rifles and quote, if our right to abortion in Bellevue is taken away, we will shoot up your Newman Center. So local police are investigating and they said that security has been increased. In Columbus, Ohio, about 125 members of the Patriot Front, mostly wearing what you normally see them wearing, their khaki pants and khaki ball caps, some having those kind of acrylic or plastic shields. Um, so them, along with Proud Boys and reportedly White Lives Matter Ohio and a group of unidentified camo-clad activists who wore body armor and actually carried rifles, they protested against a drag time or a drag story time for children being referred to as holy drag because it was at the first Unitarian Universalist church. So basically once news was made that there was going to, that there was going to be this protest, the event was canceled. However, the protesters still showed up as well as counter protesters, which uh, we did identify at least Black Lives Matter and of course some pro LGBTQ activists. Um, nothing major happened. You know, they, they got along other than just yelling at each other. So finally, in the Southern Pines, North Carolina area, or Moore County, um, about 43,000 people lost power. Basically, at least two substations were attacked by firearms. So at least two or more shots were fired into at least two different substations. And those, have, those people who actually work in the field have said that either the attack was done by someone that has inside information on how the system works or someone that well researched it um, because these two substations were the exact two that needed to be hit in order to cause the entire county to lose power. So like I said, on um, Saturday evening of, that, that would be December 3rd, the power went out and it's still out and it's expected to be out until i believe december 8th is what they're projecting to have it back on about 7,000 or so have been sporadically getting power back but mostly for about 10 15 minutes at a time and then the system overloads um, they're literally carrying semi-truck loads of equipment down because all the equipment needs to be replaced so the gist of it is there was attack on there was an attack on the grid and it's down and now at least one sewer lift station is down um, just either because there's no generator there or it's no longer able to keep up with it due to the load um, but right now water is still available the SBI the State Bureau of Investigation and the FBI is investigating to find out you know who did this also kind of interconnected about the same hour that the power went out there was a highly contested drag show event going on in southern pines heavy police presence just kind of in preparation for it because at one point the proud boys had announced that they were coming but the event host decided to change the age limit restriction to 18 and plus so that satisfied the proud boys because they just didn't want children to be exposed to you know the men 
doing their event there as drag drag queens or whatever you want to call it. So anyway, Proud Boys backed out, but there were still about maybe 50 protesters. These are basically unaffiliated unaffiliated citizens and also members of a local church that peacefully rallied. Um, there were also about 100, 120 counter protesters, which appeared to mainly be the folks that were attending the pro or attending the event. They counter-protested, some yelling from them, but no, no issues at all took place at the actual protest or drag event. Regardless, uh, social media in cyberspace, either folks, a, a couple of folks from the area, but mainly it appears to be just people that aren't even in living in North Carolina, they came out and started blaming the attack on a former uh, PSYOP officer that was in the Army and also attended the January 6th rally before it was a riot. And they pointed blame to her. The sheriff had a, uh, a press conference on Sunday, yeah, on Sunday, and he said that they investigated that just because there were so many claims of it and that there was nothing to it. They spoke with her and she is absolutely not a suspect. And the sheriff also warned for people to stop Stop making these false accusations online as it ties up resources and it's not related. Um, also, the board has approved a curfew in the entire county. So the county's under a 9 p.m. curfew to 5 a.m. There's been some reportings of looting in the area. It's all false. There's, there's only one shoplifting that um, I've been able to uncover and no looting. However, people are making precautions. Uh, police are, have been dispatched to all the substations. They are staying camped out at different gun shops. One gun shop's actually, the owners are sleeping there overnight. They've got, you know, night vision, everything, just out of an abundance of caution. Um, but yeah, the grid was uh, knocked out by some hostile actor or actors, and the power is still out and may be out for more than the five or six days they projected. So that will do it, and as you know, Super SE is actually located out of the same area affected by the power outage, um, but we are prepared, and we are shooting this podcast from a power outage, but we're good, and that's it for the Gray Man Briefing, read by Super SE. Until next week, you guys take care. That was a great brief, Wes. So before we head out of here, let us know what you think of these briefs by emailing us at help at ultimatesurvivaltips.com or you can contact us through our website and the home base for this podcast, ultimatesurvivaltips.com. If you'd like to be even further ahead of the preparedness curve and get daily briefs from Wes delivered privately to you, Wes is giving Survival Show podcast subscribers $1 off the normal monthly subscription cost of $5. So for only $4 a month, you can get daily intelligence briefings from Wes when you go over to graymanbriefing.com and enter code GBCUST at checkout. All right, that's about it. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time, keep it simple, be positive, and stay sharp.